0: beautiful humans welcome back to another episode of the I like birds podcast I'm your host Zach Rippey and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers the confused believers and the true believers because I at one time or another was all three and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about let's grow in our faith together you learn as I learn I like the bible and I like words so therefore I like birds let's start the show My fellow birds, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and I got a real treat for you today. We actually have a guest on the podcast. Yes, I know. You're like probably thinking, when's the last time you had one of those? I couldn't even tell you. It's been that long. I think it was when Olivier and Mikey were here. Uh, and I'm, I've, you know, it's been so long that I just found out that Zoom calls actually end after 40 minutes now. They used to just go as long as you wanted to go. But I guess everybody's trying to nickel and dime you these days. So uh, we, a- we actually wrapped it up under the 40 minute mark, which is good because I feel like that means that uh, people have a more of an opportunity to listen to uh, all the way in its entirety. So that's always exciting stuff. Uh, part of my voice, I've been a little bit under the weather. Uh, my kids got me sick and now I got a shortness of breath and uh, but luckily on the podcast, I don't do too much talking, it's more so Judah, and it's just incredible the, the discussions that we have. So, oh, I I, <laughs> I literally just say, oh, it's Judah, you know, like I don't even introduce y'all. Uh, but yeah, man, I've been talking about Judah for quite some time on this podcast. He was actually the person that got me my office space uh, when I was, you know, living in the RV in my in-law's backyard. I had a ne- I needed a place to go uh, record and get some writing done and all that stuff, and he was, you know, the first person I met and kind of set up the whole situation, and uh, we hit had- it off from the jump we had like a two hour conversation about jesus in like the office space room that same day uh we're just talking about you know the ministry and just his passion for the lord and it was just so cool to be able to just you know feel like it was you know um it was uh like the hand of god was on that situation and it made me feel good about you know getting that first office space and then we moved over to the church and then next thing you know it's like i realized i was about to have a home office and uh so it was a a cool little six month stint um you know, uh, getting to know Judah, and, and he moved on right around the same time I moved on from the from that spot. So anyway, that was a little bit long winded version of how I met Judah. But uh, some of the things that he does in life, man, is just incredible. His passion for the Lord is phenomenal. I, I admire it. He's so genuine. I love the the way he he speaks about the Lord. He's well-spoken. That's why he's an executive pastor at the House of Joy Church in Oklahoma. And he's also a phenomenal worship leader. Him and his wife uh, do an incredible job on their band. Their band is called Saints and Strings. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, They make very, uh, you know, obviously Christian music, but I even think, you know, it's uh, the kids like it as well, you know, which is really cool because then You know, you can put it on in the car and the kids will vibe to it. All right. So uh, Dancing with Joy is one of my favorites. So go check that one out. If you guys enjoy the conversation with Judah. All right. So don't want to say too much on here, but I did want to just let everybody know. I've just truly been appreciating all the encouragement when it comes to just the pursuit of the pursuit I'm on right now. It just means the world to me. I just feel like so many people have just been showing love to the videos and the episode and then the the writing business that I've, you know, really just been leaning into in this season and uh, the encouragement just means the world. So thank you so much for everybody doing that. And it was just so cool because I actually mentioned Judah on the last episode uh, in regards to um, the verse that he sent me about God providing and and testing God to just keep pouring out the the blessings on you and whatnot. And um, that's kind of what led us into this conversation uh as well because i reached out to him because i was looking for some people uh to to make a little clip about what the gospel is you know because i feel like so many times we hear uh what the gospel is uh as far as you know like oh go spread the gospel go oh i, I do it for the gospel they're like this is the gospel you know but then again it's like you know people say that but what is the definition of it you know so i really wanted to have different perspectives and give different voices next thing you know judah sends me the most amazing clip and I'm like, all right, this is incredible. And he's like, yo, I'd love to be on the pod to talk about it more. So instead of playing the clip, we just had a great conversation about it that I want to share with you guys. And we kind of jumped right into it as far as uh, right when he called, we just started talking about Jesus. I was like, I guess we're just going to press record here. And so you, you'll notice that you kind of missed a little bit of the context beforehand. But he was just kind of, you know, talking to me about how he listened to the last episode and it brought tears to his eyes because he just realized like the power of the Lord is just so powerful and just so the hand of God is just so strong and he really does be taking care of his people and uh, it was just really cool to to, because he's seen a lot of the journey and a lot of the the, the fight to get into our first home and just trying to figure it out and all that stuff. And, um, I've gave him some encouragement as well for him to take that leap of faith and go to Oklahoma, let him figure it out. You know, like I'm over here, like writing for a living and and trying to figure that out, but it's like God providing, and I'm still trying to write about Jesus in every way I possibly can. And, uh, he just, we, we both just, you know, we needed each other in that season of life. We got breakfast on more than one occasion, uh, at Waffle House. We got lunch a few times together and stuff like that. So, uh, it's an awesome relationship I built with him and he's in Oklahoma now with his wife and family. So, uh, keep them in your prayers and, uh, go follow their, their, um, them on Instagram and, and everything that they're doing with the saints and string band and everything like that. So, uh, go show some love, man. Appreciate you guys, uh, tuning into this one specifically, do me a solid and share the episode. Once you're done, uh, go check out the YouTube. Cause I am going to post some clips up of me and Judah as well as the full video, most likely. Uh, that takes a little bit while because I have um, a video guy editing it and everything like that. So uh, I wanted to drop the audio as soon as I can for the real birds out there that, that have been tuning in since the audio days, you know. So I uh, got to stay faithful to you guys as well. So appreciate it so much and enjoy the conversation.
1: One way or another. So it's been it's been really cool um, to see the Lord show up like that. Just the same way you were sharing the testimony about the, the dentist thing, man, like how things are coming in the exact amount. So yeah. it's, that's happening no, with it's you not. guys as well. Yeah, man, no, it, it is right, right, and right now actually, the Lord just gave us. So, so here's my my prayer has been like. I know that the Lord's going to show up and you know so, so provide all my needs, but then now I want to get into that. What does the overflow life look like though? Because you know we're supposed to be living an overflow, and I know that's the case. I know it's not on God's end; it's on my end. So I'm like, Lord, what does that look like? And He's been giving me vision on some businesses to start up, um, and, and for the church. So I, I'll give you an example. I have some people in the church who uh who love cleaning. They wanna do their own cleaning business. Like they just these they're older ladies who just love to clean, but they don't have the knowledge of starting the business. So I'm like, you know what? I'll take the risk. I'll start the business and I'll send those Holy Ghost filled ladies to go clean. And that business is bound to be prosperous. You know what I mean? So and it's gonna increase the church too. And then there's a guy who sells cars on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist, but he doesn't really understand or he, he doesn't like the phone. He hates phones. He You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. like technology. So I'm like, Hey, let me do the technology part. I'll take a small cut and we'll like run this together. So I'm like seeing it's building the church, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's building the people in our church. They're, they're, it's going to prosper their businesses. And then it's going to, um, anyways, it's, it's going to bless us in every way. Cause that, that's how the Lord showed me that we're going to infiltrate this city is through the marketplace through having the workers. who are going to show up. who are going to go all out, work for the Lord, Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be our evangelism in the city. So, anyways, Bro, I love yeah. that
0: because let me share this with you. Because I actually um I was just in the process of editing one of my chapters uh, in this last week or so, and I reread something that I wrote, and I was in the editing process, of course. And um one of my uh, spiritual leaders here in town named Lisa Schwartz, uh, she talks so much emphatically about how taking back the kingdom is going to be done economically and in the business world, because for so long we just didn't have those seats and we gave those seats to the other side. And the next thing you know, they started just uh, abusing it and they started, you know, greed became more of a thing and uh, corruption became more of a thing, money printing and all this stuff just kind of escalated. So it's like, it's on, I think, you know she really speaks into the, the mindset of prosperity and and like i shared with uh the listeners on the last episode uh you really kind of poured into me with that kind of that those back and forth dms because it kind of you kind of gave me permission to like trust god and financially yeah, yeah. essentially the insurance you know I mean? policy yeah exactly. yeah, yeah yeah exactly and um and just hearing that your your hand is just moving so much in kind of like an entrepreneur business side of things um coming from where you came from we met uh I don't know if people know this we met through uh, you were kind of like my landlord at my last yeah. uh, in yeah. my in my first office space, and you you rec- made great recommendations as far as um the room to have and all this stuff, and uh, we just poured into each other big time uh, about Christ from the moment we jumped into convo with each other, and oh, I mean our
1: first meeting was like two hours. Yeah, I know, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: That and was it was awesome. It was super cool, and um, it's just so cool to see that like you took a leap of faith going to Oklahoma, and sure. uh, like you took a leap of faith going down there with. I don't even think you had really a, jo- a job lined up, correct?
1: No job. And we spent basically our, all of our savings to get that camper and cash. You know, I heard your story about buying the RV. You had shared that with me that day that we met. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy. I was in the process of praying, Lord, should I, because the Lord told me to get out of debt. And, and I was seeing in this season, this is a specific word for me, rent for my apartment complex was debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say it like, there branding it from from people is a good thing. I'm not saying like this is a blanket statement for every Christian or anything. Right. No, but no, absolutely. but for, for me in that, the Lord showed me that I was in debt in that way because I was I was wanting to get out of debt. And and by the way, debt's not a sin. I'm gonna I'll go in and start with that. Debt is just a weight, and I really wanted to get out of that mm-hmm. weight so I can fulfill my calling. It, it was really gonna help me and it was mm-hmm. gonna be a testimony to people. But then when you shared your testimony about going with three years you said on the road, I think, uh in the uh-huh. R V.
0: No, I went on the road. I only went on the road for about four months, but we planned to do it for a year and then we kind of came it. back, but we, we left with no job either, you know. We just kinda pulled the trigger. Yeah, and
1: you said you came back with more money than you have, like the Lord just showed mm-hmm. up in a in a huge way, like and that's that, that was how it was for us. We spent our savings, our whole all of our savings from our wedding and everything to do that, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, and to come to Oklahoma, live on my brother's property, and now we're in our own house, right? As the day that we were in the delivery room having our baby literally the Lord showed up with like, Hey, we have a house for you. Um, wow. And, and we are paying it off. It wasn't like a, a bought and cash thing. So we are in, like I said, also in a sense of debt, but at least this debt is not rent going out the, the door, you know,
0: every, every month and we're
1: putting equity in something right away. And it's with, by the way, even if, if you would say like, okay, well, the borrower is slave to the lender. I'm actually happy because of the slave and my, my master in a sense is actually my pastor and my brother rather than like the bank. You know what right. I mean? So so the Lord was showing me like I'm humbling myself big time on mm-hmm. um having to trust the person who's selling me the house, but I really wanted as a dad, and as a husband, as a new dad to get mm-hmm. my wife a comfortable living situation with the first baby. I Absolutely. mean, you know what I mean? Like like <laughs> the Lord really answered that.
0: I could testify <laughs> to that, dude. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> yeah, we were in I the know, R- yeah. RV until the last like two, actually 2 weeks in um Zeke was born for already two weeks and we were still in the RV. Uh, luckily, we had my in laws, um, awesome house to to stay at, uh, until yeah. our house was ready. But, um, it was a, a, a huge test and a huge fight to try to get into our first home as well. But the Lord, you know, was the one that kind of made it happen. And uh, ironically, we moved in on Easter weekend and I was like, okay, God, like, I see what you're doing here, you know? So, yeah, that's um, awesome, man. Yeah, man, know, it,
1: having a baby is. is- it's uh, this is what the Lord told me actually about us having a baby is that this is where your faith is going to really matter that's what he told me because you know what like even if my that's faith true. didn't work let's say I, if i was sick or something and i was not feeling well and i you know had all the faith to, for it to be healed and even if it didn't work if i actually didn't have that faith so what i'm tough i can be sick and still go to work like i, I you know what i mean I, I can do all that i'll i'll get over it but then when you have like a little one a baby who you're responsible for this is like what the lord was telling me this is where you're facing and not in a condemning way like you know when the lord talks to you it's never like a this is where your faith has to matter. It, it's nothing like that. It's just like, wow, how much more of a testimony now uh, will yeah. will our faith be when we're actually when it's someone else's life that we're responsible for? And um, and by the way, we've had such a healthy, happy baby, like all the things you hear about, like having a baby in the beginning, how hard it's going to be. It just hasn't been that yeah. which I'm blessed. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not taking it for granted.
0: <laughs> that's amazing bro congratulations to you and your wife and that just shows that you know yeah. god's going to take care of his people and and as yeah. we we're kind of discussing it's like um he wants to honor those who honor him and especially in the times that we're living in i was having a conversation with my buddy the other day about this as far as like there's so there's such like a spiritual war that's been taking place over these last couple of years that it really feels as if you know like i feel like god's almost pouring more into his his children right now because those that are rocking with him are rocking with him during these times. You know what I'm saying? And to the point of where it's like, they're actually being tested. We're actually being persecuted. We're actually you know, not to the level of extent that, you know, China, you know, Christians are going through, of course, in America and whatnot, but still there is a, a clear divide right now of good and evil, as far as, you know, um, people that believe in God and like live by his truth and like rock with Him, And then, you know, either those that are lost or completely on the other side of that are choosing to, you know, walk with, walk with the devil or just under or being blinded by the devil, you know, oh, so you're it's, spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really yeah. interesting perspective to see, you know, the country as a whole right now, especially with the access of information and like the lens that we see the world. in now obviously it's being manipulated, of course, but still it shows that like, yo, we have the opportunity as Christians to be representing Christ in a really big way during these times.
1: Yeah. Big time. I mean, you, you were kind of mentioned this on your last podcast, your last episode. Um, but basically there was a point in time in this country where just the the heart like to be to testify for christ all you had to do in a sense which was a hard thing to do not taking it for granted was just smile have a smile on your face and laugh with people because you Mm -hmm. literally had to cover your face up when you're working places so being that person Mm -hmm. talk about being a light in a dark place i'm talking literally just being the only person in an entire walmart that's not wearing a mask being able Mm -hmm. to smile at people that was showing people what Jesus was like. Like it was mm-hmm. it wasn't like I had to go and, you know, preach the gospel and have a script ready for people. It, it was it was nothing like if I could just smile at someone, I'm going to change their entire day, who knows maybe their life. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it actually we, we reached that point in this country, which by the way, I really believe um even though in China there's this obvious like hey, you'll get beat for Christ for Christ, you'll you'll go to jail. Um like the, it, there's there's persecution in that way. What I found really interesting, it in America there's this persecution where like a lot of people identify as Christian or like, you know, as a believer believes in God, there's a religious spirit though, to where when you're, when you're getting persecuted in America, it's a different kind of persecution. I'm not Mm. saying like, it's, you know, some people live really easy, happy, fat lives. I'm not, you know um, what, what they're doing in China is actually beautiful. And I love that they're breaking the law for the, for the gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. But then here you had people that were, not want to break the law. Right. Romans 13, don't break the law. Uh, don't go to church because that's against, you know, the governor is what they're saying. Right. And we're seeing those brothers in China who are like, and, in, and not just China, by the way, brothers all over the place that are mm-hmm. like, you know, willing to give up their life for this thing. And then we're over here, like getting really comfortable. Anyway, so there's a different kind of persecution because there's this religious spirit that just says, well, I'm a Christian. I'm good with God. I don't have to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. And And it's anyways. So I, I've noticed that there's a different kind of persecution here
0: that actually propels me into my next thing that I wanted to talk about as far as, um, because yeah. I asked a few different people that listened to the show to send me a little clip about what the gospel means. And that's what kind of led us to this episode. Yeah. And uh, I love listening to what you had to say, especially the fact that you kind of honed in on the fact that, you know, it's even uh, digestible for children, which is a big thing, especially now that we're both fathers. But the thing that really stuck out to me the most about what you sent me was that understanding his grace is so important because <laughs> that is something that I feel like is lacking, you know, even in, you know, even in my own walk, I feel like as well i feel like it's uh, one of those things that's a never-ending pursuit of understanding the grace of god and i feel like once we're able to like start seeing just how graceful he is and how much um that is still rooted in our beliefs uh to the core of our beliefs as to like why the gospel is what it is i feel like that's that's how we have a better understanding and a more of a willingness to obey his commands would you agree with that
1: oh absolutely and uh and you said like a willingness it's man grace is everything uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me park on that real quick, man. Grace is it is everything. And so you let me ask if you've heard this term. Have you heard the term like uh cheap grace or like, you know, p- these preachers are preaching like something that's cheap, you know, where the license to sin, grace, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like water
0: watered down watered down Yeah. yeah
1: exactly. You've heard that, like, hey, they're kind of using it as a license for them to go off sinning and whatnot. Correct. Man. So the Apostle Paul, if you know, is the – he's the one person in the Bible who got the full revelation. I forget where it says this, but it says he has a full revelation of the gospel of grace, right, of what God's grace is. So when you read Apostle uh, Paul's teachings and his writings, the epistles, when you see when he uses the word grace, first of all, grace is – for every epistle, go read every single epistle – it, um every single one that paul writes it's the uh the first thing he says to people usually or in the introduction may, may the grace of our lord be with you right he also says other things may the may the peace may you know but it all every time he always mentions grace at the beginning at the end it's such an important word and a lot of people know the scripture that by grace through faith you've been saved they mm-hmm. get that right that it's by grace that you're saved but then like what does that mean after that correct okay yeah. like Lean paul in. says in in First Corinthians uh, thirteen, he says that I am the the least of any of the apostles. He says, you know, because everyone knows what Paul's done. You know, mm. we know where he came from, being salt. We mm. we know that he was killing Christians. He was persecuting them like hardcore. But he says, but by grace I am the greatest of them. Mm. But like, so you see that like grace actually propelled Paul from being where he was to being to writing two two thirds of the New Testament. Like it was <laughs> it was the grace of God, and and grace isn't this license to sin. He says in Romans six. Like, um, so does that mean now that we've been freed from sin, should we go on sinning? It says, of course not. Right. This is what your Bible says in Romans six. Mm-hmm. It actually says that um, it, it says that uh, you've been freed. I, I'm going to go to Romans six actually real quick. I put my Bible because I knew I'd need it mm-hmm. because, dude, here, if you have anything, go, go ahead. I'll find the scripture. It's just so it's so powerful is what yeah,
0: it is fine description i wanted to kind of add to that that one of the biggest verses that um that really stuck out to me right around the time i was getting saved and uh, when i got baptized my sister-in-law abigail who's an artist asked me what one of my favorite verses is and uh, you'll see behind me this little um canvas right here she made me a canvas um, and it's, i think it's in corinthians where it talks about like by the grace of god i am what i am essentially you know yeah. that, that really propelled me into realizing that like wow, like all the, everything that I've been blessed with up until this point that I didn't realize was all God's hand moving on my life to get me to this exact moment of salvation. And then from there, it's like, he's going to be using me, not just for, not just to save me, but to use me for his glory. That's right. So that verse kind of really spoke to me in both paths, as far as like where I was, where I was when I got saved and where I'm going through Christ.
1: It, it, that's actually where, that's where I was talking about, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. so right before that, I'm, let me just read that one first. Um, for, the, for I am the least of the apostles, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, mm-hmm. who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. It's so powerful, man. Like it's it – it's not just – and I actually have that written in my Bible. It says this. It says what grace does. Mm. Because grace is this beautiful thing that that a lot of people do understand. For being saved, they understand what God's grace is. You know, uh, everyone knows. You know, John three sixteen. They they think of God's grace in that sense. But then what I wrote down here, because this is the first time in the Bible, I want to say I, I could be wrong on this, but it's the first time in the Bible where it actually says um, it's like uses a verb. Right. Like, like grace actually does this thing. Grace actually propels you forward, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And so Romans six, by the way, is foundational for that. It says this for sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you are not under law, but under grace. So when people say that grace is licensed to sin, grace is actually the thing that frees you from sin, yes. knowing that you're forgiven, knowing that you're that you're actually a new creature, knowing that like. Like rather than you know once once a caterpillar becomes a butterfly okay this is the thing I used in that thing I sent you, you know because it's such mm-hmm. a good picture if the if the butterfly tries to go back down in the mud on the ground and you know do caterpillar things it's just not a caterpillar anymore like he can try to be one it uh, won't be able to enjoy it because it's a new creature it's a mm-hmm. completely different being and so what the best thing to do is to tell that caterpillar like hey. I mean that butterfly, you're not a cow anymore. You're a butterfly. You're a new mm-hmm. creature in Christ. Uh, it says, what then shall we sin? Because we are not under law, but under grace. Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. So anyways, and it's not works. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't earn your salvation. You couldn't earn it. Then when, when, you know, when you first got saved, you can't earn it now. It is all by grace, but grace because it, Anyways, I'll go into one more thing and then I'll I'll hand it back off because this is this is such a huge part of the gospel that I think a lot of people miss because it's just too good to be true. They're Mm -hmm. just thinking like, I know I got to do something to keep this salvation. I know I got to be I know I got to be obedient. I know I got to be this. And and, and what you're what that's doing is subtly putting the uh, focus back on you. Anytime the devil tries to like get the mirror pointed this way to make you look at yourself, you always just got to tell the devil, nope, that's my righteousness. God is my righteousness. Even in the old covenant, when they were presenting a lamb for sacrifice for the atonement of sins, the the minister, the priest didn't look at the person. Okay, this is really important when when someone if I was you know holding my lamb, I I walk up to, you know, for for them to inspect my lamb. They don't look at me at all. The priest doesn't care about me. He knows I'm dirty. He knows I'm a sinner. He looks at my lamb. So in the Mm -hmm. same way now or my goat, you know, but the same way now we have the perfect sacrifice when when they're looking at when God's looking at us. He's all he sees is Christ. Right. Once we're a new creature, all he sees is that. Like for righteousness, he sees Christ. Yeah, um, he, looks so at it,
0: he looks at us without wrinkle and without blemish. That's from without scripture. blemish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, exactly, because Christ was the perfect sacrifice. So it's not me. You know, it 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 isn't me. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Boom. Mm-hmm. Right there. I can all. I can go ahead and say I can't boast. You know, and mm-hmm. Paul even says like I even what I do is I boast, boast in my weakness. Yeah, because I'm boasting in Christ because it's all him. He's perfect in my weakness. So it, it's it, anyways, it takes away all like self-effort, self-righteousness. It takes away all the pride out of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it just says like, hey, Ooh, we're like just that. focused on Christ. Right. It's it's Ooh. just. Yeah, it's good, man. The devil wants you to look at yourself. Right. And yeah. a lot of people say when they're taking communion, make sure you reflect yourself. But well, Paul says, make sure to examine yourself to see if you're what. If you're in the faith, if you're Mm -hmm. a believer of Jesus, Paul always points that camera lens or that mirror back to Christ.
0: Right. Dude, that's so good. I got the Holy Spirit when you were sharing that, dude, because it's just so profound. And it's just so much truth just coming to the surface of like, we have to wrap our minds around that as believers. You know, so many people listen to this show that are still, I don't want to say like baby Christians, but still like new to the faith and growing in their faith as I grow mine. And I'm all for that. But eventually we got to get to the place of being mature in faith. And we got to get that meat. And I feel like this is the meat of it, because this is something that Will take us to the next level in our faith, but also give us an understanding to be able to help other people through that, especially when somebody has a preconceived notion of who Jesus is because of religion or because of man or because of the church or because of being burned by people. So this is just a perfect testament to be able to really communicate what the gospel is. And so much of that is represented as grace. So I truly love that you shared that with me in that in that clip, because that really stuck out to me is like, man, we don't we don't talk about that enough. And even if we do, it is like we talked about a little bit watered down, a little bit misleading, a little bit like where do we go from here? and i love the the word obedience in this because it's a willingness to be obedient because once you understand the love of god you know which i feel like is overused in some sense but also the the grace of god substantially once you obey that comes with blessings that comes with with rewards that comes with you understanding that those um, commands and like your obedience is only for your benefit. It's only because God knows what's best for you. So when you're living in that obedience, you're doing right by him, but also you're doing right by you because you're walking in the way he has called you to walk, which is only going to send more things your way and also just lead you on the path of uh, righteousness and holiness through Christ. That's
1: good. Yeah, that's really good. And, And it's identity. Okay. So a lot of this is who you are. And once you're a new cre- creation, a new creature in Christ, it is identity. So some people will say, well, if I could just go on sinning, then I would be still out in the world. I would still be partying. I would still be sleeping around. I would still be, you know, drinking alcohol. I would still be doing this. And I'm just thinking like, when I read the Bible, I'm not reading it like, oh, man, I don't get to do that stuff anymore. I'm like, man, that stuff led to death. That mm. stuff was death. It says the wages of sin is death. I mean, that stuff is just – I just don't want to. Like the Lord, it says mm. he gives you the desires of your – delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I'm thinking the desires that are in my heart now are not those things. Like right. I have no desire to you know, to, to go commit adultery. I have no desire to go do this. And, and I, I've heard that. I've heard ministers say – and i'm not like trying to be critical what i'm trying to do is just like reveal actually the the gospel of grace does lead to right um thinking right uh right 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 believing leads to right living so if you believe what like that sin is death then you're not going to want to do it and it's not like a condemning thing it's not like oh, but sin is so fun god actually has such a better plan for you than that you know like if i went and I've heard a big minister say, like, "Why well, would just go off and keep doing what I was doing in the world. It's like you would lose your marriage. You would lose your ministry. You would lose the people like like, would you actually or are you just, you know, because because people will trying to make it a works thing, a, a law thing. Hey, make sure you make sure you are obedient now. You know, if you're not obedient, you'll lose your salvation or if you're not obedient, this will happen. But when you put someone under a law and this is what the book of Galatians is all about, man, it's it's so important is. But when you put yourself under law, it says that the strength of sin is the law. So when someone is living under law, trying to be perfect, trying to be obedient, trying to do this and 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 um, really like you know hammering that into people, it's actually usually those ministers end up with this huge sin in their life at some point. And we're like, whoa, how did that? How did that happen? That guy was such a godly guy, and it just the, Paul says it: the strength of of sin is the law, which is why. When God first gave the law, that day, uh, 3,000 people disobeyed it and died, right? Uh, if you look in Exodus, when, when God first gave the commandments, 3,000 people died because they built, like, the golden cap. You know what I mean? Like, they built the, the idol, the first commandment. He gave the first one, I'm, I'm the only God, and they immediately disobeyed it. It's crazy because we needed the law. The law's perfect, right? The law's not a bad thing. It is perfect. Um, it's fulfilled it. In Christ fulfilled it exactly, mm-hmm. which means since we're our life is hidden in Christ, since we're we're hidden in Christ, when we um live as Christ lived on the earth, which is what we're we have the power to do now with grace, that and we understand our new identity with the Holy Spirit, we can actually walk as Christ walked. And when we do that, so one thing I always tell people, hey, if you love your wife like Christ loves the church, how could you possibly commit adultery, mm-hmm. right? Like he he didn't just do, give you the bare minimum of the law; Christ goes further. Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, um, he doesn't say don't issue.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't say don't, uh, don't murder someone. All right. He doesn't say don't murder. What he says is lay down your life for those people. Right. It's, it, it takes it a step further actually. And that's only possible by grace.
0: How would you encourage people to walk away from the sin that they feel like they have a stronghold to, or that they feel like they need, for instance, like, or, or they feel that they can, um, kind of, t- kind of toy with, or like still have in their life, but you know, yeah. maybe contr- they can control it. How, what would advice would you give for somebody to kind of, you know, break free of that?
1: First, I would say, which I think most people that you're talking about are saved, but mm-hmm. I would say, okay, first of all, are you saying that be you giving your life to the Lord? Was it a, an emotional experience in church or did you believe it in your heart? And that, that's not a condemning question. It's just like, a, I do believe some people are a part of like a church group that aren't necessarily saved. You know what mm. I mean? So, so first of all is be get saved because when you get saved to get baptized, it's not just, um, an emotional experience or even like it,
0: it's a spiritual one. It's just, yeah.
1: You're actually, it's an actual thing happening when you're being, uh, you're being buried with Christ and then raised in his resurrection. That's what baptism is. And it's mm-hmm. so powerful. Once I got baptized, my life changed. And I'm talking about like water baptism, like it, sin. Yeah. Anyways, I had sin in my life. Even when I was a Christian, the first few years I was, I was under law. I was going, um, yeah. Anyways, to, to a church that really preached the law and like, hey, do better, be this, do this. And sin just kept showing up in my life. And I was like, I really I knew I was born again. I really wanted to get that sin out. I wasn't like craving it. I was like hating it and hating myself because I still had it in my life. Mm. First thing was I got I got baptized, which was powerful. Bapti- baptism is not just an outward expression of something. It's actually doing something in your life. It's Because if you look at the book of Acts, uh, baptism was immediate. It wasn't like, hey, take this course first. Hey, you gotta be a member first. It wasn't he this? It was like, there's water. I'm gonna get baptized. You know, so yeah. so baptism is is a big getting saved, getting baptized, and then the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, so Jesus says it's actually better that he goes to be with the Father so that we could have the comforter. All right. He mm-hmm. talks about this in the book of John. And um, and so then if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, that's what gives you power in, in this life. You know, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, I would I would say get filled with the Holy Spirit, go to your pastor, go to a minister. Who you know can anoint your head with oil, oil and pray for you to have the Holy Spirit. And um, and they gotta know who they are. So once you have that, anytime the devil tries to say, because the devil's talking to you in your head, it's spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you get a thought that says, like, I want to go, you know, cheat on my wife, I want to go um, you know, do this, I want to look at pornography, I want to go drink alcohol, the devil is putting the first person narrative in your head, making you think that it's your thought. But in reality, it's the devil's thought, and that's what we call spiritual warfare. So what I tell people is like, um, just because a bird flies over your head, it doesn't mean that he has the uh, authority or the audacity to put a nest in your hair. Okay, just because thoughts are going through your 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 head, basically, and the devil's trying to put thoughts in there, just just the same way that God's trying to put thoughts in your head, you actually have authority with your with your mouth, okay, mm-hmm. and then also with your heart. So, so don't let that stuff come down to your mouth. Don't speak it because death and life is in the power of the tongue, and mm-hmm. then and then it's in your heart. So that it's it's really a, the the one word to sum it up is identity. Knowing who you are in Christ, right? right? Once you know who you are, you're not going to want those things. And so I I have met a lot of people that are struggling with sin, and I just and their their first is, I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to do this. Stop trying. Stop trying to smoke cigarettes. Just know who you are. You don't need cigarettes. Your only addiction is Jesus. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. just, just speak destiny in life. Even when Paul was correcting in 1 Corinthians, they're sleeping with temple prostitutes, man. This is mm-hmm. not like light stuff. This is, this is big stuff. And Paul is saying, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? shouldn't paul tell them like hey you better stop or you're going to hell like shouldn't paul say something like that you know right. but he says don't you know that your temples are body of the holy spirit and they didn't deserve it it's the same way that we didn't deserve it when jesus died for us so yeah man it so, is so, a great approach
0: so you ensure you encourage people to kind of rebuke it with their words as well as um realize that they're being attacked by the enemy do you think that when jesus was being tempted in luke uh, in the wilderness, you yeah. think he you think the devil was in, in his thoughts as well and like getting into his into his first person narrative, as you kind of described also?
1: Oh, absolutely. I do believe it went through Jesus head. that that's what temptation is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's because de- in order for Jesus to have responded to what the devil said to him, he had to have thought about it. And, and it doesn't mean Jesus sin. Right. So when you have a thought come through your head, it's not sin. It, it can't okay. be sin. Right. Because mm-hmm. even Jesus had that. And I I do believe that's what happened. So Jesus, but then what did Jesus say? He spoke with his mouth, it is written. So whenever the devil says, Hey, you're not good enough, you say, It is written, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Mm. Jesus. You you start speaking with your mouth the truth, because people and then people will say, like, well, because there's a difference between facts and truth, right? A fact might be that you used to sin in your past, right? The devil will try to bring facts to you and just say, like, this is truth. But the truth is Jesus Christ, He is the way, the truth, and the life. So Mm. when when, when, when the devil is trying to give you a fact, or trying to give you something about your past, or trying to, you know, put a temptation into you, you just speak the truth. Now, Jesus was without sin. I, I, I mean, obviously, right? He had right. a perfect relationship. He was fully God. But um, yeah, he did. He spoke the word to the devil. He didn't even try to justify himself to the devil, right? Mm. He didn't say like, "Well, I promise on the Son of God, I can prove it to you." None of it, man. He just right. said, "You should not tempt the Lord your God." You know, he, he just straight authority with, with the There's word, authority. yeah. yeah.
0: So, so that's why it's so important for us. And I've been kind of really preaching about this in the last few, se- in the last season or two about, um, having the word of God, like on your heart. And I feel like that's why, uh, it's, so we got, um, we got 10 minutes left on my 40 minute okay. zoom, <laughs> zoom thing, um, <laughs> I've been mean, upgraded. That's a new thing they've been doing on here is the 40 minute thing, but, oh um,
1: man, that's annoying. Wow. But I,
0: lo- I I love I love this because, you know, having the New Testament on your heart, you know, and you can see like the people that are listening can see that you're you're very knowledgeable of the word. You know, you're, you've been able to reference it in Galatians and Romans and John uh, on more than one occasion. Right. And that's why I feel like it's so important for at yes. least. The New Testament, you know, and I've I've been very clean and open by this. I struggle with the Old Testament a little bit because of the history and the old law and just the names. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I have a hard time just kind of sitting through it and just kind of really like letting the Holy Spirit illuminate what, what it's trying to tell me in there a lot of times. So I've really just felt like I've leaned into the New Testament in my ministry. And, you know, I'm, I'm letting go and letting God kind of, you know, take take that as is, as well as Proverbs mm-hmm. and Psalms and all that. Um, but I do feel like it's in, so important to have the word on your heart because then you can be able to know the truth when you are getting fed those lies from the enemy or those facts, as you call them, about your past. That yeah. is not a, a, in truth when once you accepted Christ and you became his and you declared him with your mouth as your Lord and Savior. Right. So yeah. when you become that new creation, it's so important to have. A new, a new lens, a new uh, default setting, a new filter to where you decipher information from, especially when it comes to like Good. everything that's yeah. being, you know, broadcasted in front of us on the phones, on the screens. I mean, we had Biden's... Um, speech last night soul of the nation and it's like this dark red eerie you know uh press conference with 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 marines behind him and he's attacking you know 75 million people that voted for trump saying he's um you know everybody's fascist that voted for him and like a threat to democracy you know so clearly there's a lot of stuff going on right now in our country that is very um very weird, very sketchy, very out in the open of like what their agenda is as far as, you know, but they lie. They lie nonstop through their teeth. So how would you encourage people to to really just move in a direction of making sure they're able to discern truth when 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 fed so many lies um, in in our daily lives?
1: That's a that's a good one, man. Uh, this is something I prayed for. Actually, last year, I'll never forget this. Uh, we were having a um a, a church meeting, evening church meeting, and, and we were talking about the gifts of the spirit. And one of the gifts of the spirit is the discerning of spirits. And uh, we, we said, you know, it says to eager, um, to, to earnestly uh, covet or want the most helpful gifts. And so I actually asked the Lord that and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. So they, but, but writing down is really good a lot. So I wrote down on a piece of paper. I said, Lord, I want the discerning of spirits gifts. And here is the reason why. I don't want to have to research everything. I was mm. just honest with the Lord, man. Because yeah. here's, it's, it's just not that. my personality. <laughs> I'm not I don't have time for it, man. It's not like who I am. I'm not the, I'm not an intellectual person who likes to go like research everything for hours and then understand it. I want to know right away is this from the Lord or is it a different spirit? That's mm-hmm. just it, and I was very honest with the Lord and I felt the Lord gave it to me that night and ever since I can watch something for 2 minutes and then and know right away something's off about this. Even if I and, and I'm not always a vocal about that, by the way, because because mm-hmm. you know if if it's a minister, like I'm not going to attack a minister right away. I'm not because it's not that the minister's um, off in his heart. It might just be that like he's teaching a little bit of law, old doctrine, or something in in his yeah. teaching. So so I'm not always like uh, I, I, and I don't attack other ministries. I'll never be in Jesus' name. The sometimes, kind of person. That...
0: Sometimes it's just for you. You're saying, right? And yes, it's just exactly. for your own information. Yeah, it,
1: exactly. Because I want, I want the most helpful gifts. Right. That's what I want. I, I want to be able to leave my family, leave my church. I, th- that's what I want to be able to do. So, um, basically, yeah. It, anyways, saying that, I asked for that gift. And the Lord gave it to me. I felt it. So basically, Jesus says, You have not because you ask not. So I asked mm. for the gift of the Holy Spirit for the discerning of spirits. And by the way, the Lord will give it to anyone who asks. It's not, it's not that some are, you know, are, are have this gift of prophecy and no one else can have it. That's what the Old Testament did. The Old Testament, you had certain prophets who had the Holy Spirit on them who were able to speak the word of God. Now you have the Holy Spirit in you. Okay. Mm. E- every Christian, every believer who who accepts the Holy Spirit. Uh, through the baptism of fire has the Holy Spirit in them. So they can – you actually have all these things that are – you can read 1 Corinthians 12 and go through all the gifts. There's nine gifts. Go through them, and they're all available to you. So I wanted the gift of the turning of spirits, and like I said, I was being honest. I didn't want to have to research things. So when I'm Mm – and here's the – to be honest, I'll go even further, man. I don't get into politics anymore. I don't watch. I don't spend time on it, and I used to spend so much time on it. You and I talked a lot about this when we first met too about Mm -hmm. politics and stuff. And I'm not saying like a, that there's no place for it in, in, in our daily walks, but I knew it wasn't helpful for me, my family, my church. It it was actually a distraction, a huge distraction. All right. Mm-hmm. Because as the high priest goes, so goes the nation. So mm-hmm. I'm actually more when I when when the Bible says to pray for your leaders, I start praying for um, like, you know, locally uh... my, my lead pastors. I start yes. praying, and it brings unity. John seventeen talks about Jesus' prayer for us. as people would know us by our unity. They would be able to see, just as I and the Father are one, you guys will be one mm-hmm. with me. So we're the we're the bride of Christ, man. People, when people see that you and I are connected, even though we're going to different churches, even though that we're you know we're in, we're in different walks of life in different places, they're it's going to encourage faith to people. Just as Jesus and the Father are one, you and I are the are the body of Christ, right? right. And, and that's going to bring faith to people. So. Th- Anyways, I, I would say ask for that gift. I really encourage people to ask for that gift. Ask for the discern, the gift of the discerning of spirits to know right away, is this of God? Not that it's completely wrong, but is it what God wants for me? Because, you know, man, I used to do conspiracy theories. I told you this about too. I mean, if if the earth is flat or if it's not flat, does it help me and my family to know those things? You know, Correct, it says yeah. in a De- a Deuteronomy uh, 29, 29, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, it talks about that we are not responsible, I'll paraphrase, for the mysteries of God, we're responsible mm. for the things that God has revealed. Okay, so if if yeah, you know you know what I mean, like like if there's a mystery of God, and people will spend so much time on that on that thing, the research and everything that includes that. Anyways, I, I'll summarize right there. But just ask for the discerning of spirits, the gift of discerning of spirits, and then know right away is this from God or is it not. So, Absolutely.
0: And I love that you said that you asked God for it personally. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, I'll I'll share one thing and then I'll share the second thing. A lot of times I'll be in the season of praying and I just feel so blessed that I feel like I'm almost like hesitant to ask for anything else. I'm so like uh, grateful of all he's already done and all he's already provided in our, in our lives. And I'm just kind of like re praising him and re, you know, reiterating my appreciation for him. But um, I do feel like we maybe um, and maybe I can uh, say this as well, that Uh, I've struggled to like pray for spiritual things almost sometimes as far as like, give me like, Lord, I would love to have this gift and whatnot. I would, I would love to be, you know, like on, on on this path when it comes to ministry, you know, kind of praying into like the spiritual faith, faith aspect of like what you want him to reveal to you or what you want him to, to do in your, in your journey and stuff like that, in your walk. So do you feel like a lot of Christians are kind of hesitant to pray for, for deeper spiritual things because of um, what would you say? It's a lack of desire. Would you say it's a fear? Would you say it's just an unknowing that we should be praying into those things?
1: I think it's a fear of spiritual pride, right? People some, mm. sometimes people we will take a hard case right now people don't want to ask for money from the Lord, even though the Lord's will is for you to be prosperous in every way, not just money, not just spiritually, but every way. Right. John, uh, when John's writing to Gaius, he says, beloved, I pray that you are prospering in your health and in your finances, just as your soul prospers. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. just like, that is the Lord's will for us. But people are afraid to ask for that because they don't want to have spiritual pride in their own heart. And then I would come right back at him with that first thing I told you about identity. No, you actually have the mind of Christ. Okay. And then the Lord's given you a new heart. So you're, your desires are pure. The Lord wants you to have money so you can be a blessing All right, Others, you don't have to yeah. get into this thing. Like, is it going to be my God? Is it not going to be my God? The same with the discerning of spirits. You'll know the Lord will actually reveal that to you. If it's becoming a God in your life or something, or I And then, and then he'll, he'll prompt you to give it all away. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Robert Morris is a pastor in, in, uh, in, in Southlake. He, 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 90, I don't know if he was 10. struggling with that, but he gave his whole ministry away, man. Hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars of the building of everything, he gave it all the way. And the Lord blessed him with this huge building now, and he's walking in crazy financial prosperity. But people don't look at how he got there. He gave everything away, right? The Lord's word: if you sow you abundantly, you will reap abundantly. You will have an abundant harvest, and he did. Like people say, like why um wh- why don't, why why doesn't this minister give everything away? And this one minister, I, I follow, evangelist Jonathan Showsworth, he said, I tried to. Right? I tried to give it all away. It just keeps coming back to me. You know what I mean? So uh, that's a hard case, by the way. Money is a hard case, I believe.
0: Yeah, no absolutely and I've, I've really i'll wrap it up with this because we have a minute left but yeah i've really experienced that as well as when when i did you know start falling into the path of like you know um serving money more than god he took it away and then it was kind of like a spiritual lesson he, he was disciplining me right. he was you know, get, yeah. getting me refocused on him writing for him Amen. instead of writing for for money you know and and really just shifted my heart back into him back into his goodness and his grace so and then he started pouring out back back into me once i re, once i disconnected my love for money it was more back focused yeah. on him he kind of had to teach me that to be able to get me to the place where we're at now where everything just seems to be flowing and outpouring in a big way so judah you're the man i truly appreciate having you on yes. we definitely got to do this again uh Please. blessings yeah. to you and your family man i truly appreciate you being here and asking to be on the show and um sending me that clip that you did Anytime. It was powerful
1: Anytime. I really appreciate it. By the way, this ministry is good. I like birds. It's so good. Zachary has such a huge heart for you guys, Zach. Um, man, I love you. Thank you.
0: I love you, man. All right, man. Take care. Much love to you. And uh, I'll let you know when we're dropping the episode. All right, brother?
1: All right. Thanks, brother. Right. Bye. Cheers.